Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, Sasha gets welcome back, welcome to GH with open arms, Ava starts to scheme, and Ryan gets caught unaware. We've got a lot of stuff to break down. Get ready, GH Report starts right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Oh, look at that. Look at that. We did it. We're back with another episode of the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. This, of course, is the show where Carla and I, we like to just get together on a Sunday evening slash afternoon, whatever, you know, whatever yeah, time zone might vary. <laughs> and we just like to rehash the latest going goings-on in Port Charles. There you go. I'm Frank Brand. And I'm Carla Renata. And as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and hop in the chat. Carla's got her iPad up and running, which means the chat is up and running. Yes, it is. She's going to see all your awesome so comments. are up in there already. We got Annie. We got Michael B., who followed over from Black Tomatoes. And we got our girl Kelly is already in the chat room along with Rena. Rena Sheen. I love it. All right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so thanks for everybody for having the chat. Uh, and uh, we're just going to start rolling along with the, the, the GH good times. But before we start diving into specifics, what did you think of this week overall? Um... I thought it got juicy toward the end of the week. I thought the first part of the week was a little slow. Um, but then when it got toward the end of the week, it got a little juicy. Um, wh- who do we want to start talking about first? Do we want to start talking about Sasha or do we want to start talking about Oscar? Uh, <laughs> uh, boy, so we got uh, Oscar's, Oscar's trials to become emancipated. It's like, the, uh, it's like Hercules. He's got to do all these feats. <laughs> First of all, let's just talk about the fact he's 16, right? Just turned. So let's just talk about the fact that he's 16. What kind of job is he possibly going to get that is going to allow him to pay rent at 16 years old? I'm just, I'm a little exasperated by that storyline, to be quite honest. And, but what I do love is a little kid that's playing Oscar, he's, He's playing those beats really well. Like, every time he makes a victory, he goes running to Alexis like Alexis is his mommy. And the thing that's cracking me up is he's just barreling into her office like, does she not have other clients? Does she not have other things on her docket? She's just sitting there waiting for Oscar to bust into her office to tell her that that he's making inroads. I'm like, I can't. I cannot. And then I feel like little Miss Daisy gave him a place to stay. Because, or a sofa or whatever she said that she was going to give him because she's trying to get in with Christina, which kind of has me looking at her with one eye open. She's very suspicious to me, and I don't know why. Yeah, it's uh, If something seems too good to be true, there's probably going to be some hitch to it. Yeah, something something about her doesn't quite sit right. Like, she's nice and all, and the actress playing her is lovely, but something about that doesn't sit quite right. And I'm just, I'm real tired of Oscar having temper tantrums and storming into a room and storming out of a room. That's kind of sort of getting on my nerves. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's probably going to be like some kind of like little cult house where he's going to get sucked into 
some kind of weird and stuff. And then his mommy and daddy are going to have to save him, and by that time he's going to be too sick to go through the trial. Like, I can just see it coming. So I feel like the, the crux of the storyline is, of course, Oscar wants to emancipate himself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, it all starts getting uh, – it gets told to Kim and Drew about what's going down. And Kim just gives a nice smack to Alexis about that. But I feel like the heart of it is that Alexis wants to see wants Oscar to feel like he has a say about what's happening with his life. But she's also doing it as opposed to somebody like Scotty Baldwin who would be more salacious and try to get uh, media attention and Oscar gets lost in the shuffle as a way to be with Oscar long enough and talk him through this process that what Kim and Drew want will eventually be what hopefully Oscar will say that he wants. It's just, uh, but Alexis is there to kind of shepherd him there. Mm -hmm. When Alexis poses it like that to me, I don't see her, I I see what she's doing as as a good thing. But I know, and I don't know if it's necessarily because Kim and Drew, because they're so close and it's, you know, so personal to them. They have a little bit of blinders on that they can't quite see to that. Point. I agree. With, I agree with that. When she, w- I agree with the fact when she was explaining her motives to Julian, what she said made absolute sense. That you know, she. I think her goal is for it to never reach court. You know, so that he'll, he will, and his parents will have an opportunity to see the situation for what it really is and kind of come together on it. I think is what her plan is, but. Even with that, even with her good intentions, I'm feeling like it might backfire. And I feel like um, her taking that case, case rather, is not only going to affect Oscar and Drew and Kim, but it's going to affect her relationship with Christina. It's going to affect her relationship with Sam. It's possibly going to affect her relationship with Diane. Like, it's going to affect so many other people in Port Charles other than the people that she's directly dealing with with that particular case that it makes me wonder how it's all going to play out for her in the end. It's uh, a tangent on that. It is nice to see that uh, we've got Diane representing, uh, working with Drew for this. Mm -hmm. Because I did feel like once it was revealed that uh, Drew wasn't Jason, that he was somebody else. That I feel like uh, Diane just kind of like dropped him like a hot potato. So, right. Yeah. She did. She just kind of like <laughs> yeah. didn't have nothing to do with him. Like you never saw her in his orbit ever. Yeah. And now she just kind of. And then remember, remember when there was some court case with Jason, she sent one of her associates in. Like was she on vacation? What, what happened? Yeah. With, Diane kind of been off the se- off the radar <laughs> for a minute. So I was like, oh, she's back. Well, certainly if you follow Carolyn Hennessy, she was doing a nice. Uh, she was abroad on her vacation and whatnot. So and working on a project as well too. So. Yeah, she's always writing books and things. Yeah. And she's a she has a a show over at uh, UBN, I think it's called UBN Broadcasting, uh, called Animal Magnetism. So she has she has a lot going on outside of GH. So I uh, this storyline for as much as I can kind of get uh, it, it was annoying me at, at the beginning. Seeing Alexis's rationale is like, all right, I'm willing to take a little bit of this and see where they go with it mm-hmm. because I feel like Kim and Drew, uh, especially Kim, uh, being driven crazy by what's happening here. But I can see the point where, like, Oscar, they, Kim decided not to tell, ever tell Oscar this. So I can understand Oscar's anger, and I don't feel like Kim quite understands that. She just wants him to get him this treatment and get him better. But that, the, the fact that she withheld this important part of Oscar's health and life from him, that she should recognize that maybe Oscar should have a say in what happens. How, and he can just, you can't just tell Oscar to do this. Yeah. You've got to like, at least let him come to this decision on his own. I mean, the problem with having a ch- – because he's basically a child. The problem with having a child that's underage is 
they're at that age, especially at 16, they're at that age where they think they're grown, but they're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not literally officially legally grown until they're 18. So 16 is just like two years away from that. And they just, and he's not sure he's going to be around to see 18. So he just wants to be grown now. And he just wants to make his own decision. And I understand his frustration with that. And I understand the fact that the trial may kill him anyway. And then all of that would have been for naught. But I also understand his mother's rationale of, you know, if we don't at least attempt the trial, you're a goner for sure. That's what we know for sure. Yeah. This is what we know for sure. We don't know for sure what's going to happen with the trial. That's why it's called a trial. So let's try it and see what happens. And if it doesn't work, at least we would have tried to do something. Because her her frame of mind is, let's try to do something. Let's just not go, he has an inoperable brain tumor and cross our arms and cross our legs and sit back and chill and wait for the inevitable to happen. I think that's where she is. And I think Drew is in that place of, wow, I finally found out I got a son and now I'm not really going to get to see him I'm not going to be able to be at his wedding. I'm not going to have grandchildren. Like, he's in that place because he's lost his memories and got him. you know, it's just a whole bunch. It's it's a very unfortunate situation for everybody involved. It really is. It's sad. But I'm going to need them to speed it along. <laughs> well, I feel like we can say that about pretty much every storyline at GH. <laughs> not oh, yeah, all yeah. of them, but this one in particular. I'm like, oh, come on, really? I cannot. <laughs> and so let's move over to um, Miss Sasha. There's something shady about her. I don't know what it is. Can't put my finger on it. But there's definitely something something shady about her. Especially, did you catch that camera move where Griffin walked away and and the camera was on his butt? I'm like, oh, for real. How, and then they, Ava, and then and then Ava lurking in the background saying, oh, Kiki's new sister has the same taste in men as she does. I can work with that. Really, Ava? Come on, really. That uh, just to make sure the audience was not, uh, you know, like oblivious to the fact that Sasha was intrigued by Griffin's butt. I mean, because it held on <laughs> Sasha's face for a long time, right? too. She's like... She had mm. that look on her face, like, mm, yum, yum, like, yum, like, yum, scrumptious, scrumptious. Mm. Right, like, right, like she was looking at some pork chops yeah. on a plate or something. <laughs> and I was like, we didn't need the extra added... Um, <laughs> we didn't need the extra added camera move of the camera on his flat behind. We didn't need that. We we caught it. Yeah, I, I feel and like then, that. And then her staying, the, and then um, Kiki offering to let her stay there. Like that's just, that's just a nightmare waiting to happen. Well, it's it's very much like the the Nell thing, where she just gets to soft play it there uh, and just be nice and be like, but also has like I, I want to earn my own keep. I don't want to be just given these things. Right, but then you're gonna offer for your because I love how Kiki put it to her like. Well, this is you accepting Nina's generosity without really accepting Nina's generosity because she kind of owns the apartment that I live in anyway. I'm like, mm, this is this is a disaster waiting to happen. I can just smell it already. Yeah, so uh, I think we can all agree that she's most likely not Nina's real biological daughter, but the question is how was she able to... Uh, how would finagle those DNA results? That like, that's the interesting thing. Like, does she know where the daughter is? Does she get the DNA results from the daughter? Does she? Because she she did the spit thing with with Curtis, and Curtis sent it into a lab, so she couldn't have switched that, right? Well, but she didn't do it in front of Curtis. She, remember, he he gave her the kit and oh, said, "Oh, right, that's right." Get in touch oh. with me, and I will you know give this to me, and I'll send it in. Oh, so yeah, that's interesting. 
that's I, that's interesting how that's probably gonna yeah I, w- I want to know how that's gonna play out I would love to know who the real sister is I wonder if if everybody in the chat room like all along have been saying it was Kiki maybe it is really Kiki maybe that's why she's so friendly and wonderful to Kiki because she's trying to figure out you know get more information from Kiki because Kiki was like why don't you come stay with me and I'll tell you everything you need to know and she ain't had no problem doing that yeah, I know, and we've talked about this too with uh, Haley Aaron leaving the show. It's it, it feels like it's been teed up to have her be one of the people that Ryan Chamberlain offs, but I would hate to have that happen and then her turn out to be that she's really uh, Nina's daughter because I feel like that's just cutting Nina's storyline right off at the knees for mm. that. But the other option is that they, with Haley Aaron leaving, they could recast, although there's been no uh, word of anything like that happening as of yet. Mm. But I, I, it would be a shame to cut out Nina's story, too. <laughs> so somebody in the uh, Jazz41173 said, faking DNA test is SOAP 101. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm like, uh, okay, good point. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but there are some nice moments. Valentin, it's nice when you get to see uh, less of the scheming side of him and more of the what his genuine affection for Nina come through. Yeah, he's been very feel the moon, feel the stars this week. He's yeah. had no shenanigans all week long. But baby, there was one line that he said to Ava. Let me see if I can find it. There was this one line he said to Ava where he read her, and I laughed out loud when they, when um, Griffin and Kiki walked into the oh, yeah. Metro Court. <laughs> oh, I don't, I didn't write it down. Oh, I wish I had written that down. But he said something to Ava that was the writing for that line was so hysterically funny and snarky. Yeah, I loved him for that. Oh, I was... loved him for that so much. I was like, yes, yes, I love it. Oh, and it was just like Ava just always being there and just sticking her nose into it. Where like getting to hear from Nina, like and she's all happy. Like, this is my baby, my real baby. She was killing me, lurking in the background. Like, how many scenes did we see where there was like a wide shot of like two people talking and her way in the background just lurking? On her phone or pretending to be on her phone. I'm like, you're going to have to lurk and pretend a little bit better than that. And I'm just over her obsessing over Kiki and Griffin. Like, why are you obsessing over that? Like, there's not another man in Port Charles that you can go after. Why are you obsessing over Griffin? Like, can't you, like, go to a neighboring town and find somebody to date? Why are you obsessing over the person that your daughter is with? Because he was with you and you lied to him and finagled the whole relationship and now you're going to be mad at him that he wants to move on? Like, what is wrong with you? There, I don't know if there's anybody that does uh, a better, like, uh, combination of, like, uh, angry, scorned, and wounded at the same time as Maura West, like when she's sitting there with a drink and she sees him coming, <laughs> yes. she's got that Just look. The venom that comes <laughs> off of her eyeballs is unparalleled to anybody on any soap opera ever. <laughs> I'm just saying, to anybody on any soap opera ever, the venom that just. Ooh phone call. <laughs> oh, that Carlos blowing the, up over there. The venom that just comes off of her eyeballs is just redunculous. It's like, why? I can't. <laughs> I just, it's very entertaining. I love her for it, but I'm like, ooh, okay. And I feel like that that elevator at the Metro Court, it uh, it can be as quick as you need, or as w- slow. W- yes, and so that gives somebody standing right there, like, a chance to, like, listen to everything that's happening in that room and go like, <laughs> okay, got it. 
now I know what to do, and then leave. Oh, my God. It's pure comedy. So, yeah, that's going on with them. And let me see what else happened. Oh, yeah. Because I know you're talking about comedy. That is just uh, oh. one of the many kind of types of shows that we cover here at After Buzz. Go ahead with you your bass You know, our network produces after shows for nearly all your favorite TV shows, from dramas, reality TV, sci-fi, and more. There is no network that works harder to serve you, the television fan. But we need your help. We're asking that you please subscribe to one or more of our YouTube channels. And by subscribing to our channel, you know what YouTube will do? It will suggest content that's tailor-made for you. That's right, you, Kelly, from PEI. And you'll help After Buzz continue to grow. And if you're worried about those pesky notifications, don't worry, they're optional. So hit that subscribe button now for this channel and check out our other After Buzz YouTube channels as well. And let us know you did so in the comments. And you know what, Carla Renata? She's going to take all those comments. And she's going to print them out. And then she's going to, you know, transfer them in there to a, the nice little nice. mural. And then uh, somewhere in the city of Los Angeles, she's going to paint that mural on the side of a He's building. He's telling lies. And then she's going to take a photo of that and send it to you. Lies. <laughs> Let's give a shout out to the people in the chat room. And here we go. Here's Roll Call. Michael B. Annie going. Kelly Undercover. We love oh, Undercover. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Public Color. Hello. Arena uh, Sheen, Simone Francois. I love that. Simone Francois. Zoe Johnson. Um, Dulamon. Hey, Dulamon. Uh, Chelsea Brown. Let's see who else is up and through here. Uh, S- Simon Love. Daisy Flower 40. Who else? Who else? Jazz 41173. Kevin Pham. I said Zoe. Joe Costanzo. I think I said your name right, Joe. If I didn't, let me know. And I think I got everybody. So thank y'all for joining us in the chat room. We love you. We love what you have to say. I love Michael B. was like, well, about Ava. Michael B. goes, well, Carla, technically, no. There's no man in Port Charles for her. Maybe Ryan, LOL. That's that's true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, And, folks, you know, as always, thanks for being the best fans around and for helping us become the ESPN of TV talk. Yes. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's chat about Ryan, but I first think that we got to st- st- uh, touch first on Ryan's initial plan to be able to qu- put some distance between him and Laura. And that is, hey, you know what? Why don't you run for mayor? Yes. <laughs> I caught that, too. I was like, but actually, that's the only time that he actually reacted in a way that would come close to what something Kevin might say. Yes. That was the only time in which, and she was like, oh, and I think she needed a distraction, too, because she was tired of being angst over the fact that he kept pushing her away. He's not trying to sleep with her. He ain't trying to get busy. And she's like, oh. But, yeah, so I, I, I love that. But what I really love is when um, <laughs> every time, he, I love the fact that he was still chilly to her. Every time she confronts him, he blows her off. He's got some different excuse. And then she got in uh, the, la- the last time it happened, they were at GH. And then here comes Scotty Baldwin, who we all know got a thing for Laura, always had a thing for Laura, always will have a thing for Laura. And she's like, You want to go have dreams? Come on, let's go. Yeah. And then they bounce over to the Metro Court. <laughs> like, that was pure comedy right there. And then she sits there and she commiserates with Scotty about Ryan, who she thinks is Kevin, about his behavior, right? <laughs> And that was interesting because I'm like, I just don't see Scotty being sympathetic or empathetic in that situation. Well, I think he's he wants to be there for Laura, but he he's not a huge fan of Kevin. No, he's so. not. He's not a fan of anybody that's with Laura if it's not him. Well, I mean, <laughs> let's just be real. But I feel like they, I feel like now they've got to that point where they they did get they did get together and it just didn't work out. I feel like I feel like that particular uh, B in Scotty's bonnet. I feel like he can set that aside now. 
you know, there are some people, there's somebody that was in my life that we were together and then we weren't and we went our separate ways and they still have not, that that situation has not resolved itself for that person. It has for me, but it has not for that person. So I, that's why I said what I said about Scotty. There are some men that no matter how many times a woman tells them, no, we're done, no, it's not happening, they always hold out hope that it's still going to work out in the end. And I think he, even though he may not verbally communicate that, I still think he's one of those dudes that he's just kind of lurking around waiting for that to, to go down. Like if she, if she said to him, if she said to him unequivocally at any given point, you know what, I'm going to leave Kevin. This is for the birds. What's up with you, Scotty? He would drop whatever he was doing and go for Laura. He would. Mm. He would. Because like Ava, who else is he going to mess with in Port Charles? Nobody. Uh, Everybody else is taken or spoken for. <laughs> you know, there's just not enough. Because uh, I feel like Ava certainly feels like she's out on the uh, on the outs in Port Charles. But she's got that great friendship with Scotty Baldwin. And we just it, it would be great to see more of that. Yeah, yeah. We don't see them together enough. No. I love that. The last time we saw them in cahoots is when the whole trial thing was happening. And then after that happened, we didn't see him for a minute. Yeah, it's a so, shame. Yeah, yeah. So now the one thing is uh, with the idea of Laura running for mayor. I mean, mm-hmm. and that was the whole thing that uh, her character uh, was being groomed to do that before Jeannie Francis ended up leaving the show. And mm-hmm. I just felt like that that storyline, uh, the wind was taken out of its sails. Mm-hmm. You know, they tried to get Alexis as a replacement, but mm-hmm. it ended up going to Ned. Mm-hmm. And we all know Wally Kurth doing double duty. He's on GH and he's on uh, Days of Our Lives. Mm-hmm. And so other than like really like the earthquake and maybe a, a couple of blips here and there, we've never really uh, seen him be really mayoral and doing a lot of stuff. He's not. We see I, Olivia doing more stuff than we see him. And we don't yeah. really see her doing stuff as much as we hear her talking about it. Yeah. And I just feel like, it, it, because he's he's not a uh, a main character on GH, mm-hmm. he can't really dive too much into storylines revolving, revolving around him. Mm-hmm. So when we do see that Carly runs into Laura and they start having a conversation about Ned and Alexis and Laura have a conversation about Ned, that uh, it, it kind of feel like there's a lot of shade being thrown on Ned's <laughs> mayoral uh, tenure so far. Yep. Which would be... I mean, he was kind of played for a dupe with my two dads, so I don't really hold him responsible for that. But I just feel like we have not seen enough of Ned to feel like all these criticisms against him. Well, maybe they'll maybe they'll the- correct that. I mean, because all we ever saw of Ned, you're right, was when, when the guy you call my two dads, when he was there, they showed a lot of him. And the fact that he was in cahoots with that guy about some, you know, construction projects, that was all we ever saw of him being, you know, a mayor for poor Charles really was these plans and getting these plans in place, blah, 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 blah. And then that kind of went by the wayside when that storyline went by the wayside. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know how they'll be able to play that out. Maybe he will just, maybe there'll be some conversation where Olivia's like, I don't really want him to run again. It's all yours, Laura. Like, cause they have a couple of days literally. And she's a write in candidate. Like, I didn't even know you could be a write in candidate for mayor two days before an election. So that was news. I mean, I'm like, Oh, yes. is that, is that a reality or is this a soap reality? I would love to know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so there's that. And then I love that she, she tells Laura, Laura tells Lulu that she's running for mayor. And what does Lulu do? Lulu goes running right on over to Kevin slash Ryan's office to go, yeah, you know, mom's going to run for mayor. He's like, yeah, she says, thank you for encouraging mom with that. And 
you know, she's making mental health her her first priority, and then his ears kind of perk up like a dog that said, "Do you want a treat?" And then he goes, and he's like, "Oh, really?" She's yeah, you know, her and Laura, her and Laura, her and um, Carly are going over to Ferncliff right now to go on a tour. He's like, "Oh, they are." She's like, "Yeah, they're probably right there as we speak." And then you see the panic look on his face as he's trying to figure out how they're going to get how he's going to get over there to stop that from happening. It was a a nice elegant way to get her involved in the Ferncliff orbit because you're wondering like all right, how's she even going to get wind of the idea that Kevin could uh, be in there and uh Ryan is now assuming his identity. And then I want to I want them to and they and uh Carly said that she wanted the patient that was next to her that his room to be open first. I wonder if if that happens, if she takes one look at him and realizes that Kevin is in that cell because he's drugged up. Like, he won't be yeah. able to talk to her. So I'm wondering if she's going to know that it's not Kevin, that is Ryan, but she's going to see the face and know that that face and the face that she just left in Port Charles are two different people. And she's going to be left wondering well, which one is which. And then she's probably going to surmise the fact that the one in Port Charles is... Ryan because of the way he's been acting and so, uh, that's why I think that that storyline is going to escalate a lot faster than the one with, with Oscar because it's too close I, I hope so I mean and but I feel like it's Ryan is just uh, uh, we're just waiting for him to go off because he's just been sitting there and now and we're can, waiting if for they him. show one shot of him looking at a knife or daydreaming about something with a knife one more time I'm going to shoot myself I'm like really like, if he going to do something with a knife, let him just do something with a knife. They faked me out, though, when they had him, uh, when Laura was in the office talking to him, and I thought he stabbed her for real. You remember that? <laughs> I, th- I thought he stabbed her. I was like, oh, shoot, they going to kill Jeannie Francis off? Oh, no, what the hell? Like, I lost my mind in front of the TV set. And then it was a, a daydream. I was like, oh. I was like, y'all scared me. I was having a nervous breakdown watching that. That was not okay. You know, I, and then Elizabeth walks in screaming for help. I'm like, that's what made me think it was real. Those are those moments where I almost wish that, yeah, sure, it would be a shame to see Jeannie Francis possibly taken off canvas. But for a show to just be that, <laughs> just come right out of the field and just do something that crazy that fast. But you know when you see something big stakes like that, it's like, oh, it's a flash. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a fantasy. Okay. I, did, I didn't realize. I thought, oh, they're going to escalate. When I first saw that, I thought, oh, they're about to escalate this real fast. Oh, shoot. I thought I thought all kinds of things when I saw that. Oh, and just seeing <laughs> when Lulu does go to visit him, and he's just sitting there with that knife, and he's just peeling that apple. She, like, and then she, and then she says, oh, I used to do that with an orange, and I was determined to just get all the white off. I'm like... But then it was about the knife, because then he hands her the slice of apple on the knife. Yeah. It wasn't like it was a regular paring knife. It was like a <laughs> freaking hunting knife. Like, who sits in their office peeling an apple with a hunting knife? Like, for real, though? That was crazy. As I get to know you better, Kevin. I'm like, oh, I just, I cannot. Child, he about to stab you in your throat. You better get to stepping. Uh, we also get to see uh, Olivia have that awkward conversation with Laura where she's like, it'd be great to get your, so, you know, your, your endorsement. Oh, right, and she's like, yeah, no. <laughs> I can't, I can't she's do like, that. like, as much as it pains me to say this, I can't. And she's like, okay, well, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, that was awkward. Now, the nice thing at Ferncliff <laughs> is that uh, we get to see a, a, an old friend Mary Pat, yes, Yay, Mary Pat, Mary Pat, Mary Pat, Mary Pat, Mary Pat, Mary Pat, and Mary Pat felt some kind of way too. Oh yeah, 
Uh, just picking up wherever she left off. Oh, my God. When she came around that corner talking about, hello, Caroline, I wanted to punch her in her throat. I was like, oh, girl, really? I cannot with you right now, with your little box yeah. of belongings that they have kicked you out with. Well, and, and as much as uh, Mary Pat does not like Carly, I feel like uh, the, the new staff at Fruincliff feel the same way about Mary Pat. Because that, 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 Ooh, that new like, nurse, she was like, yeah. she gave her the heave-ho, <laughs> but good. She was like, yeah, and leave your visitor's pass on your way out. I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, okay, then. She's like, we are not your friends, and you do not work here anymore. I was like, ooh, no. Oof, yeah. But that, I don't, I, I don't feel like that's going to be the last we see of Mary Pat. You know, Carla, she's that so is cryptic. True. That is true. And, you know, uh, we've got two big announcements here for you. We do. Uh, Carla, what is our first announcement for the GH Well, report? our first announcement is, dun, 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 I finally got some guests to come on the show. That's true. <laughs> We'll, yes. We'll save one to the end, but now... Oh, who, okay. Who, yeah, we'll tease so the first So the first one. guest that's come... Which one should I tell? The girl well, or we the boy? we were just talking about. The girl or the boy? We were talking about... We were talking about the girl. Time. Okay. So the first guest that we're going to announce that's coming to the show is Miss Patricia, who plays Mary Pat. Patricia Bethune, who plays Mary Pat, is coming to the GH Report, y'all. I'm so excited. I have so many questions for her about Mary Pat. I just, oh, I love her so much. And she's lovely in person. Y'all are going to love to hear her and meet her and talk to her. And she's coming November 18th. She's coming November 18th, yes. So get ready for that, folks. We'll be talking more about it as we get closer to that. But yes, as she's kind of been brought back into the storyline. Yes. It'll be nice to uh, see what happens. And do we want? We're going to save the other one for the lab for the end. Yeah. Okay. We'll get people excited for uh, something that's going to be happening later. Somebody's like, "Sunny's coming." Yeah. No, I'm still working on that one. I think the closest I might get to Sunny might be uh, Carly. I'm All still right. wor- I'm still working on Sonny. We'll 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 see if that happens. He, he may not happen till 2019, but I'm I'm holding out hope that it, he'll come before 2018 is over. Okay. But I did okay. keep I did keep my word about bringing some people here. So y'all got to give a sister a pat on the back and a little applause applause for that. So thank you and good night. There you go. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Carla was uh, cryptic to me and said that she's also working on somebody else. But even she's keeping that a secret from me as well. Yeah, because. Frank don't know how to keep a secret, so yeah, I'm gonna keep it a secret from him until I know for sure. <laughs> uh, so uh, another great storyline is we haven't seen much of uh, Finn around for a little while. Uh, he's been taking a little, you know, he's just off canvas doing some stuff, but he's been working hard at the hospital, and he comes back, and who's back? It's Anna. Anna. And you know, it for somebody we had talked so many uh, times about when she was really in the 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 Faison and Peter August storyline, mm-hmm. and we were just seeing uh, you know, even with Julian and Duke's death for the longest time, it was just she was just distraught. Yes, it was so nice to see her happy and smiling and just having a good time. The two of them, I'm like, okay, that's good. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy you're happy, but let's move on. <laughs> when was the last time you saw like, like Anna be more, uh, see more of her, her sensual side, more being coming in and, and you know, wearing a, a robe and some lingerie? And it's stuff. been a minute. Yes, it's been a minute. So that was great. Absolutely. That was great. Love that. Love that. Um, what I also loved, well, is um, I love how they briefly, very briefly, flipped back to the whole. Since we're gonna go to. Uh, Sunny and all of that in a second. I love how they flipped to the storyline of Mike finally going to daycare and Stella taking him to daycare and how much he enjoyed that and how delightful it was for him and so on and so forth. And then he has that moment on the balcony with the bike 
Yeah. You know, that actually was very heartbreaking. That, <laughs> But I love that he was like, he's like, yeah, it's okay, Dad. You know, that bike, he, he says, it's, it's okay. And he says, oh, he says, I don't even remember about that. And then Mike goes, yeah, he says, I really won't remember in a minute. And he laughed at himself. I was like, well, okay, that was funny. I love the fact that they're, instead of him being angst about what his situation is, is becoming, for him to actually make jokes about it himself. Because we all know that that's imminent. It's going to happen. And the fact that he has accepted that that's happening for him was, was kind of cool that he, he made jokes about it. It doesn't make it any less heartbreaking, but yeah. it does make it you know a little more realistic. Then we have um, Stella. We see Stella for like two seconds, and I was glad that we saw her for two seconds. And it wasn't with Jordan or um, Curtis or uh, TJ and all of that drama going on. So I was glad to see her actually in her work habitat, doing her thing, and her with a smile on her face, doing something that she loves. But then um, we get back to the whole DA Dawson thing. And we have Spinelli back in town, and he <laughs> he and um, Sam go on a expedition to Margot's mother's house, Jeanette, to try to get some evidence to um, not incriminate uh, Sonny, to get him in the clear. And Sam finds that, that bunch of letters in the desk wrapped in these blue ribbons. Yeah, the idea is that, uh, for, for Spinelli kind of poses the idea that perhaps... Joe Scully uh, and and uh, Margot's mom had an affair, and maybe she may be the love child of that union, mm-hmm. and that her fa- who she thinks as she's grown up and known as her father mm-hmm. isn't her real father, right? And I think and they think that that's going to pull her off of Sunny. Which let's just talk about her for a second. How foul of it was her to roll up into Charlie's and try to bait Christina? That was so foul. That was foul. Like, she she was all up in there trying to act like she didn't know, trying to, like, pump up information. Sonny shut that down. And then Sonny goes to, to uh, Jason and, and Carlin, and he's like, yeah, we got to stop her because she, she, she doing too much now. Yeah, she's going to just prey on everybody that's in Sonny's orbit and just, just trying to find some kind of little chinks or but little But I'm just details. gagging over the fact that nobody, like, does nobody have a leash on her? Like, she's a DA. She should not be doing that. Like, that's such a conflict of interest of her job. Like, what are you doing? Do you want to lose your job? I mean, you would think that the, the first thing you do is to start filing a bunch of complaints with uh, the police commissioner or whoever. About like she just keeps coming after us constantly. What is going on? Yeah, I'm 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 kind of I'm really really over her and that. I'm yeah I'm just. Oof. Yeah. So the idea being that if they can uh, hopefully throw her off if she finds out that uh, she's really Joe Scully's and her mom's uh, the child from that union that the possible motive for killing her dad, well, or her alleged dad, mm-hmm. what would be because it was you know of a love affair gone wrong or whatever, and they wanted to just eliminate the father so that you know Joe and his mom could be together. Right. I I think that's probably a, a huge possibility. I do. I think that's a huge possibility. <laughs> what I, what I also enjoyed about that little tidbit of time was <laughs> Christina sitting in, sitting in the park. By herself with that big old bottle of, I think it might have been tequila or something, just knocking it back. And then the next thing you know, Jason's bringing her to Sam. And she has that moment where she just has that drunken um, moment where she just literally says, why don't y'all just get together and do it? He's obviously hot for you. You're obviously hot for him. And the look on Steve's face as she's saying that, you can tell that he's this close away from busting out laughing. 
I want it made me think. I wonder how many times I taped that and how many times she what she actually said that wasn't in the script because it looked they both looked like they were about to bust out laughing. It was hilarious. You know who didn't laugh at that? That's me. I because you, you don't I, like Jay Sam, but that's all right. No, I had zero interest in that going there. Uh, and in fact, when uh, Spinelli uh, is trying to run that sting or that investigative uh, fact finding mission over with Margot's <laughs> mom, I, uh, it's great to be doing this again. I wish Jason was here. Nah, I didn't wish Jason was there. I just do the two of them do their thing. I'm fine. Uh uh-uh. uh. Jazz41173 is like, sorry, I know you love him, but it's all to paint Sonny as a victim. You know, gangsters have a heart too. I'm just saying, gangsters have a heart too. They do. Gangsters have a heart too. And this is the thing Maurice Bernard would not be on General Hospital playing him for 20 some odd years because he's been there for 25, 30 years, something like that. If he wasn't good at playing that character. I mean, Sonny is a character. And he's been doing it for 25 years. And he does him really well. But I'm really interested to see what he's going to do when he plays John Gotti. Yeah, I mean, and we talked a little bit about this uh, last week when, uh, when Lucretia was here, too. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, it's it's the show's wanting us to root for, for Sonny. But, I mean, ultimately, whether, you know, he's following orders, but he still killed a human being. And so it's... It's tough to honestly like, yeah, he's got to get away with, you know, committing this murder because we got to have Sonny free. It's, again, I just feel, I wish that we had Margot been painted in a more sympathetic light because so far, nothing that she's done is make you want, but Margo, you're rooting for her to get justice. That's what I'm saying. Margot is not doing anything that makes you empathetic toward her. She's being such a, such a little killjoy. I mean, you know, if, 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 if they had painted a picture of her as somebody that really was a grieving daughter, I might feel a little more empathy for her. But every time she's on the screen, she just has this scowl on her face. Like, you know, somebody put stinky cheese in her coffee or something. <laughs> and I'm just like, I just can't take it. <laughs> Michael B. is like, Sonny gots to go. No, he don't. He don't have to go nowhere. Yeah. Think about it. What would General Hospital be without Sonny? I'm just saying. I, there, I, there, it would be pretty boring. There's been times where I felt like it's veered too far into the Sonny Jason stories. I would agree with that. It does need a better balance of you know more hospital drama, more quarter main drama. I would agree with that. But I'm just saying, what would poor Charles and Sonny be without their resident godfather? It would be kind of boring. I'm just saying. Uh, we get a little bit more with Maxine Peter as well. Oh, right. At the elevator. Yeah. That was hilarious. Look at that. That uh, was kind of cute. It was very brief, though. Very brief. I was like, okay, Peter, all right. But Peter doesn't need any medication anymore because, you know, just a little TLC from Maxie is enough to make him a better man there. He's hilarious. Should I say now? I feel like now if we're talking about Peter August. Okay, so now that we're talking about Peter August, the next announcement is Wes Ramsey, who plays Peter August, is also coming to the GH Report. Yeah, well, it's, it won't be the GH Report per se, but uh, this Tuesday, 2 p.m., we're going to be doing a, a spotlight on, talking to, uh, to Wes about his career, GH as well, but also he's got a new film He's got a new in. film releasing, so we're going to talk up a little bit about that as well. Yes, so yeah. make sure you check us out 2 p.m. Pacific time uh, with our conversation with Wes. Yes. Yeah, so if you're a GH fan and you want to throw some questions while we're chatting with him, feel free. We'll have the, the chat up and running. Cool, for, maybe we know. could show like a little clip of it when we come in for GH Report yeah, or something. absolutely. So that you know people that didn't catch it could catch a little clip of that. That's true. So uh, yeah, Carl and I teaming up again during the week. Hey. It's not just a weekend thing anymore, guys. Party over here. <laughs> Party over there. <laughs> uh, I feel like uh, right now probably a good time to dive into a little news and gossip, yeah? Yes. After Buzz TV News. 
Uh, well, you know, we've got our, our dear uh, dear guest coming up soon, uh, Mary Pat. But yes. uh, we'll be talking a little bit about like what it was like to kind of come to the conclusion of her character story arc. Because yes. Because Mary Pat will not be around much longer on the, the on GH. No, she will not. Somebody's facing uh, an end, uh, <laughs> and uh, it's gonna you know if we're talking about killers, there's only one killer we're looking at here on the show. Ryan. It's time for him to get his hands <laughs> dirty finally. <laughs> Thank goodness he's yes. getting on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so we'll see that, and uh, also some uh, some uh, some predictions uh, and some castle kind of percolating that uh, Sasha is going to be revealed as we've been talking about as kind of being a, a con artist. Mm-hmm. That's uh, somehow she's able to manipulate that DNA, mm-hmm. and uh, so she's just warming her way into Nina to just you know get as much. Which as she I can. think that's so foul because Nina deserves better. Uh, you know, but do you feel like? I mean, it's certainly different motives. As we know right now, between Nina or between Nell and Sasha, but I mean, I guess it's been several years. But I feel like another kind of uh, somebody coming in and kind of warming their way into somebody's heart. I feel, I, I feel like this is almost like too much of a rehash of the Nell storyline of sorts, because Nell came there with a specific vendetta, but Sasha's there just as a way to just scam stuff. Yeah, I don't think she. I don't think Sasha has a vendetta per se. Yeah, I just think she's trying to see how much money she can get. Because I think she's after money. Great. That's what I think. And uh, we're also going to see, hopefully, maybe at least some kind of resolution, or at least the next chapter starting, about uh, Brad and this baby drama. Child, yeah. Let's please. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we've seen uh, Brad melting down, and it's been happening for a while. And mm. it, it can only go so much further before uh, something is said, and Michael catches wind that, hey, wait a minute. Something's going on. So mm. we're also not done with Chloe as well. Chloe Lanier, who plays Nell, she's going to be popping up with a, a little bit of juice for that storyline as well. Of course well. she will. Kelly in the chat room says that um, that we should offer condolences to Laura Wright, who plays Carly. Um, her mom passed away this week. Oh, yes. So, of course, condolences to Laura Wright on her mom passing. I'm sure that is um, a very painful Thing for her to endure at this juncture in her life and we wish her nothing but the best and prayers and thoughts are with her and her family. Absolutely. Uh, with our little bit of remaining time, Carly, do you want a little bit of predictions? Hmm. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. I think Kevin's gonna kill somebody. I'm not quite sure who it is. I'm thinking it might be Lulu, though. There's... I'm thinking no. it might be Lulu. It's like she he, she could be uh, in danger, but it's it's never gonna. They're never gonna you, kill who Lulu. Who do you think he's gonna kill? It's gonna. What be, do you mean what? they're never gonna kill Lulu? Why not? Nah, they're just they're not. They're, they're she some, don't have no storyline right now. Yeah, but they're not gonna kill. Lulu. And Dante's not there. I know. They they will kill. They will kill Mary Pat. They'll kill Kiki. I don't know if they're gonna get a chance to kill anybody else of any sort of prominence in the show. Okay. But I think there will be people put in jeopardy, and I could easily see Lulu. I could see Maxie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am only hoping that uh, Mac and Felicia are on way on a cruise, but that they can be back in time to be part of Yeah, I was going to say, what about Felicia? Isn't that deep how she found that list? Yes. Uh, yeah, that list I thought she was going to realize who she was dealing with then, and then it didn't happen. I was like, oh, thwarted. <laughs> <laughs> we could only hope. I, I just, I, I would love it if... Well, I, I feel like this. What we see here next week with Laura going through Ferncliff and want to open up every single door, it's going to be thwarted before they get right to that door where they could see Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Kevin might hear their name or her voice or something outside the door, but she's never going to get the chance to see Kevin, which is going to be frustrating. It's because somehow she's got to be able to get back into Ferncliff to see 
that Kevin or you know there's somebody that looks exactly like Kevin right. in one of these rooms. Yeah, because I think that's that is gonna was that's that's gonna be the thing that's gonna break the storyline wide open is when they see that there's somebody else that looks like Kevin in Ferncliff when there's somebody else that looks like Kevin in Port Charles and somebody's gonna put two and two together. Yeah, and hopefully it, it might already be Mary Pat. It could be. I would, I would, you know what uh, I mean? That's true because she, if she runs into Kyle, uh, who she thinks is Kevin, and he says something that makes her, makes you immediately think like, oh, wait a minute, because she knows that there's two guys in there. She knows that there's two people running around looking like Kevin because she was administering drugs to that patient. So she's the only one at this point that we know of, as the writers have revealed to us, that knows that there's two people running around with the same face. Yeah, oh, please get Kevin out of there. I, I'd be great with you know. I give him cat and mouse. Kevin's on the lamb or Ryan's on the lamb. They're kind of ducking in and out. You know, I'd be fine with that. But just let's just get Kevin out of Ferncliff. Or, Chat room says it might be Olivia that gets the axe. Oof. I, yeah, I, I, a character that I would not be surprised. I mean, she hasn't mm. had a lot to do uh, lately, mm. and it would be an interesting story point. I would hate for her to get killed. She's had such a long run. They brought her over. She was on a soap opera that they had called Poor Charles. Yep. They brought her off of Poor Charles and brought her over to One Life to Live and then brought her over to General Hospital. Like She's had a really good run. And they've kind of her character because of who they've attached her to is kind of eventually, you know, just kind of faded into the sunset. I am kind of bummed by that because as much as I, I mean, it was seemed like the storyline was being set up for Laura to be mayor, and then Jeannie Francis ended up leaving the show. I was excited that Wally Kurth and Ned got to take it, uh, and it was like great, but we never really got to see anything out of it. Yeah. So in one yeah. sense, I'm bummed that it seems like they're setting up with Jeannie Francis back. They got to give her something else to do, something meaty. And if she's around all the time and Wally Kurth isn't, why not make her the mayor? But it's a shame to see Wally Kurth and then just kind of fade out from that as well, too. Yeah, well, let's hope let's hope they do something really interesting yeah. and fun. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but, you know, what will be fun is uh, when you join us on Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, uh, when we do our great interview with Wes, it'll be, uh, make sure to check that out. But in the meantime, thanks, everybody, for watching the GH Report. As always, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Yeah, Carla's working on her mural. Uh, she's going to get that together. It's going to look beautiful. He's lying. <laughs> but if you want to get in touch with either of us after the show's aired, Carla, where can they find you? You can find me across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. And you can also find me on Sundays at 5 o'clock on Black Hollywood Live at Black Tomatoes. And on Monday nights, right back here at After Buzz for the Dancing with the Stars after show. Awesome. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. I do many other shows here. Sometimes I promote them. I should get, I should get better at that. That's what social media is for, right? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us for this episode of the GH Report. Again, join Carla and I on Tuesday, 2 p.m. Pacific time, as we, inter- as we interview Wes from General Hospital. It's going to be exciting. Yep. Until then, we'll see you back on Tuesday and then next Sunday for the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, and me, Maria Manos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world. And we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.